Hello everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Eight Squad for Life podcast. My name is Aaron David Harris. Thank you so much for coming back. I know the last episode got a little bit crazy, but guess what? That's okay. Because crazy is the name of the game when you have five kids. Hey, hey, come on, man. Don't just say five. It's not just five. You got one daughter, two sets of twins, with special needs. With superpowers. Don't bury the lead like that. You can't be blindsiding people like that. The children. Like I was saying, when you have five kids that you are training to become the next great team of superheroes, crazy is the name of the game. How crazy, you ask? I'll put it to you like this. My mother, who has two children, said that she lost half her mind when she had me and the other half of her mind when she had my sister. So by that math, I'm operating at a brain capacity of about, hmm, let me get the chalkboard here. Okay, class is session. session. My name is Professor Schurer. Yes, 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 Brain functions beyond capacity. Total shutdown imminent. Shutdown imminent. Shutdown imminent. You get the picture. It's crazy. I'm still trying to process everything to this day. Anyway, in the last episode, I introduced our family dynamics and provided a brief rundown of the kids and all of their superpowers. Today, I'm going to start a rotation of episodes where I discuss each character through the lens of a real-life scenario that actually happened to us. First up, my oldest child, my only daughter, Bria. Choose your character. Oh shoot, this is a character selection screen. Like a video game. Like Street Fighter? Like Tekken? Oh my god. Did he really just put his kids in a video game? That's so cool. That is so cool. How come my daddy ain't never put me in no video game? I want to be in a video game too. I said, choose your character. Oh wait, 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 sorry, sorry, okay, okay. Um, who do I pick here? Oh man, Austin looks sweet. Yeah, what about man? Andrew, man? He can turn into a beast. A beast. What about Avery? He can control the wind. Arthur over here, he can control your mind. Jeez, what this is feeling? So many beasts. I said, choose your character. Choose Rhea. This episode is supposed to be about Rhea. What is your problem? Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Here, I'm picking Rhea. Picking Rhea right now. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. We're picking Rhea right now. See, I pick Rhea. See, I pick Rhea. See, I pick Rhea. Character selected. All systems green. Character, Bria, 11 years old. Call sign, the captain of the ship. Initiating narrative sequence in three, two, one. Bria May, the captain of the ship. You might be wondering why I call her that. 
The answer is rooted in the love she has for her brothers. My wife and I are blessed because until she was about four years old, Bria was an only child and she had almost unlimited attention from us. That all changed when the first set of twins were born. For the first time in her life, the attention was diverted away from her. And not once did she express any resentment or jealousy, something I was actually pretty concerned about. Turns out she loves being around her brothers, playing with them, reading with them, cheering them up if they're sad, being an extra set of eyes to look after them, leading them in activities, even though she tends to butt heads with Avery. More on that in another episode. Overall, Big Sister is just instinctive for Rhea, and that's why we call her the captain of the ship. However, this doesn't mean she isn't susceptible to the challenges of an 11-year-old girl. Keep in mind what Bria's superpower is. Anything she draws, she can make it come to life. Birds. Planes. Crowds. Rocket ships. Chocolate milkshakes. Her powers are tied to her imagination. But the problem with imagination is, if it's not under control, it can get mixed up with our darker emotions and our darker thoughts. And when that happens to Bria, it creates little monsters called doodle demons. Doodle demons are what happens when Bria creates drawings that are based on her fears and anxieties. She doesn't consciously create them. Rather, they grow out of her own negative thoughts. The first time we encountered the doodle demons happened because of a situation at school. A handful of kids got in some really big trouble and because she was friends with a couple of them, she thought that she was going to get in trouble too. Even though she did nothing wrong. Even though she was nowhere near the vicinity when the wrongdoing had occurred. Even though no one from the school, the teachers, the administrators, the principal, staff, no one said anything to indicate that she was in trouble. It was all fear-based. And that's how the doodle demons attack. <laughs> doodle demons, your friends are in trouble. What if they get you in trouble too? What if they get in trouble again and they blame you? What if you are bad? Friends. What if all of your friends are bad friends? What if you what if all of your friends are what if the school is waiting to punish you last because they think you're the worst of the worst? What if you tell the truth when no one believes you? What if they suspend you? What if they expel you? Or worse? What if you get sent home and your dad says you can never eat macaroni and cheese? So, how did we beat the Doodle Demons? Well, 
The first lesson in 8 Squad 101 is patience. When you are raising five superhuman kids, you can never have enough patience. So we sat down and we talked through her feelings. The doodle demons may come from her imagination, but they were rooted in something very real. Bria was afraid that she was a bad judge of character for being friends with people that got in trouble. The next thing we did is address the doodle demon's most potent offensive weapon, the what if. If you notice, all of the demon's attacks started with what if. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if they do this? What if they do that? What if they make me do this? What if no one does this? What if, what if, what if, what if? Unfortunately, this is something that she has inherited from me because I do it too. What if this is all too much for me? What if I'm just not a good father or husband? What if I make some kind of mistake that messes things up for everybody? So what do we do with what ifs? Simple. We flip them. Every what if has two sides, a negative and a positive. So if a doodle demon says, what if I'm in trouble at school? You have to flip it and say, what if you're not in trouble at school? Since neither side is rooted in any real evidence of being true, you get to decide how that scenario plays out. You get to choose the negative or the positive. In terms of the development of her superhuman abilities, this has proven to be a very effective technique for Bria. We call it logical imagination, a powerful move that we use to infuse her imagination with positive thinking. And wouldn't you know it, doodle demons are allergic to positive thinking. Bria's powers have considerably grown since then. We still deal with doodle demons from time to time, but she is much more equipped to handle them now. Thanks for listening. Up next, I'm going to cover Austin, the firstborn son, who saved the lives of all of his brothers before they were even born. How did he do it? I'll tell you all about it in the next episode. Until then, have a good day, make it a good day, peace.